Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. And welcome to Owen the Town. It's not Luke, it's Dave. Thanks for joining. Uh, three more valuable points for Luton Town at the weekend when we dug deep to beat Swansea 1-0 and, you know, think we deserved it overall. We've got lots to talk about tonight and we've also got a new member of the podcast for now. So I'm going to introduce you guys first and then we can talk about what we're going to talk about. So we've got Bataro as usual and we've got Steve. Hi Steve, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, thanks Dave. Uh, I think I've appeared maybe once or twice before, but yeah, pleased to be here. I was going to say, do you want to give the camera a little wave? <laughs> there you go, look at that. He's so ugly. I mean, b- before we start on talking about the Swansea game, I, I just want to touch on the Millwall performance and, uh, and dare I mention the refereeing performance that evening. Uh, we ground out a result that day, but I didn't think that we were that bad. We weren't that bad. I, I turned to my mate at one point and I, in the middle of the game and I said, is the ref doing this on purpose? Mm. You know, is he, is he trying to sort of wind Fair us up, right. you know, get us angry? Yeah. It, it, I just couldn't believe how bad some of the decisions were. I mean, there was a couple that were the other way as well, but it was just, you cannot not have seen some of the inc- incidents and it, it was just diabolical. But Tara, what was your opinion on, I don't know if you saw it as clear as we did, on that free kick that led to their first goal? Uh, well, what do you mean? The, well, well, there was a happened? free kick down by, the, down by our tunnel where, um, I can't remember who it was now, was it Lockyer was pushed off the ball into yeah. the, into, almost into the stand and he gave the free kick against us? Yeah. And they went directly off of that and then our goalkeeper made a huge mistake. I, I get mm-hmm. that. But okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Did yeah. you have a view of that? I did, but obviously, like I say, my eyes aren't that good. But yeah, <laughs> I must admit. But um, Horvath should save, right? Yeah, that. Oh, geez, the goalkeeping was terrible, wasn't it? I, I think he took the shot for granted. He took his eye off it. He was looking already for the throw out, and, and that's that's. I, that's I, just, I just can't believe that. Even if you take your eye off the ball for like a split second, you can split it from there. It's like, how has he even done that? I mean, there's pretty more chance of it, like him patting that down or patting it out or whatever. I don't know, whatever else. than there is him actually spinning it into the goal the way he did. No, it was just poor. You know, people do make these, yeah. these mistakes though, mate. And I think as a goalkeeper, you're just left high and dry, aren't you? Yeah, and, and it's always the one that hurts, isn't it? Um, let's forget the offside goal that they scored. Let's forget that. What a what a fantastic resilience to come back. Mm. And Berry as well. Can we just say like, I think we need to mention Berry here because this guy, I always I always bang on about him on the podcast and say why isn't he playing? Obviously, there's reasons he's not playing. But what a player for the team he is. How I've, many times he's done it? Like, w- w- how many times? Well, he's always uh, coming up with the goals. I mean, the way he hits penalty area, sort of late on mm. in that. I think he's the most technically gifted player we've got at the club. Can you imagine if he had pace, how oh, good he would be? Vegas. That's a statement, to be fair. I do agree with what you're saying, though. He is very, very technically gifted, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I mean, you look at some... It's always him that sort of finds that pass, that change of angle. He finds mm-hmm. the pockets of space. I think he's an exceptional player. You know, he wasn't really pacey, um, 
years ago, but mm. he would just be exceptional if he had pace. But I th- yeah, I think he's the most technical player. At the club. Bearing in mind how the game went, Steve uh, and Butaro, um, you know, is that is that two points dropped or one point gained? Well, the way the game went, it's, it's a point gained, isn't it? You know, if you're two 0 down, because it just made it, it just gave them something to hold on to the the one nil, and you know that they, I thought that they defended and closed down uh, shooting opportunities really quickly. I thought they really worked hard, but again, that that just means it was even better yeah. performance for us to 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 drag it back. You know, we we never give up, and I think that's absolutely exceptional from us. So we were agreeing it's it's a. It's a point game, considering where we came from. Well, I mean, like I say, it depends on why you look at it. I still feel like it's points dropped for me, personally, because I feel like, obviously, that first goal was a freak incident from the goalkeeper. Silly, silly goal. And that second one was, well, clearly offside. You can see it. I think we can see it from down the other end. And we're not even in line with it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think you sit near me, don't you? you yeah, yeah, still, exactly. You can still see he was further forward. I mean, I, I know we feel that we can win absolutely every game, and we're absolutely right to feel that. But, you know... At the time of that game starting, they were on exactly the same amount of points as us. So, yeah, you know, of course. I don't think we can be so flippant as to say, well, you know, we should have won. And and from 2 0 down, you have to say that that's a point. Yeah, game. no, no, no. Yeah, well, I can agree on that. But I still feel like, I don't know, I always look at it as an overall and how we played, how what were the chances, should we have had penalties, which I still feel like we should have had penalties as well. Possibly two in there. One for handball, I believe. And one was it a foul on Clark, was it? Uh, I think there was definitely a pen. Uh, but let's let's just think about overall though. It's a point, but we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. Let's move on to the weekend then, and uh, the result: Swansea, Swansea one. Uh, sorry, Luton one, Swansea nil. Uh, tough one. A tough. I, I would say hard fought game for us. We had to really dig that one out. Yeah. Um, they they have the ball a lot of the time, and I thought that some of their pass and movement was absolutely really good, really good. Mm. But they didn't create a lot with it. You know, you got to the final third and, you know, Horvath didn't have to do an awful lot. Is that because Nakamba and, and the other guys in midfield basically just didn't let them get any further? But I thought that they were good with the ball. Um, yeah. But again, um, Rob Edwards said about finding different ways to find, to get over the different puzzles. And by and large, we are finding the different ways to get in through. Yeah, that's, that's the most important thing that we're seeing as well, progression going forward. But like you say, obviously Swansea, I mean, I was sat there, well, I've watched Swansea a lot this season. I really don't like the way they play football. Like, But, I mean, if you watch them, they're very slow. A lot of build-up is in their own half and everyone puts like 10 men behind the ball. But obviously we didn't do that. We're a bit more front-footed, didn't we? So mm. what we're going to do is try and play a natural game, high up the pitch, press up, blah, 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 whatever. But um, I felt like Swansea, because the task ahead of them was a bit more difficult and we set up pretty different to how other teams set up against them usually. They they sort of they didn't manage to get the, like the grip of it at, at the start. But I felt second half they really did pass the ball around well, and they they made us look well. We I, I don't recall us really having the ball in the second half. Yeah, no, no but, but without but, creating nothing. Yeah, though, ex- yeah exactly. And, and I think when it came to the important part of the pitch, I thought we, yeah. we were bang on the money. But Brilliant. you know, weirdly enough, I'm going to say I felt like that performance from from a Swansea point of view was probably up <coughs> a bit more. Well, Swansea fans might disagree with me, but I felt like they they upped it a bit for us. Whereas before I've watched them on Sky, 
Honestly, it's, it's just like watching like concrete dry. It's awful. <laughs> let's have a let's have a look at some of your three word reviews from the Swan uh, Luton one Swansea nil. Uh, Mark says classy Carlton's clincher. Clive a much needed win. Stephen job well done. Yes, Sam, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sam another clean sheet. If I'd have known that, I wouldn't have read it out. <laughs> Helen an ugly win. Uh, LTFC Dave says uh, Osho was sublime. Yes, he Mike was. seven point week. Um, Matt another one nil. And Dan. I like this one because yeah. of who was at the stadium yeah. at the weekend. Control the controllables. What do you think of those days? Well, classic I, I, I like Kincher. Steve's uh, job well done. <laughs> you I, th- would do, I think yeah. it sums it up perfectly. Uh, no, um, yeah, I, th- I think they all tell the tell the story. I don't know about an ugly win, to be honest with you. I thought we still went about our business in our normal yeah, manner. It's, it's, a, it's a different win, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, a different win maybe to what we used to. But perhaps, perhaps yeah. the word ugly is there because we had to really dig in deep. As I said when we we introed, um, I, f- I felt that we was very much in control of the game at points, but it was a real mm. tough effort. To score. Maybe because we play such like attractive football at times, that maybe looked like an ugly win because it wasn't the best performance we've probably produced in the last couple of months. But I feel like the football is also improving as well, which then makes it look a bit ugly. But yeah, yeah. But Mike, uh, seven point week. You know that's what it comes down to at this point of the season. It's, it's the points, and that is that's a brilliant return. Really is. Just have to put a little bit of apologies in because I am coughing a lot. I reckon I called it off a loop the other week. Um, let's have a look at the game then. So there was one change from the Mill game when uh, Campbell came starting in place of Pelly. Um, and I, I've been banging on for a few weeks saying, why isn't Campbell starting? Because I, I love him. Uh, I think he's, he works real hard. Uh, Batara, did it surprise you that uh, Pelly didn't start? Um, yeah, probably because obviously he's been, I think in the last maybe six games or so, I've seen Campbell's been out for about the same sort of period. But I feel like maybe it was a change that was needed as a lot of games coming up and also <clears throat> Campbell went up midfield, especially with passing team, putting the press on, because like you say, he can do it from front as well. So they're passing out the back, which they're known for. That press across the front, he's constant. And he obviously needs a bit, he needs some minutes as well. He needs some game time. Pelly needed a rest. So no, I'm not surprised. I mean, we, we started quite strong uh, as a team. We had a couple of opportunities relatively quick in. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you remember the uh, Adebayo header. And the offshore chances, but uh, what the header went over the top. Yeah, yeah, a bit Go disappointed. On. No, I, I, I just want him to, you know, maybe get a little bit higher. I want, I, I want more aggression from Adebayo at those moments. You know, for, for ages I've wanted to see, you know, that that bullet header, that you know, get out of the way uh, defender. You know, just using his physicality a lot more. You know, he's a big lad, and I. I just don't think he uses his attributes as well as he probably could. Maybe that will come with time. But, yeah, I, th- I think that header, it disappointed that it went over. He puts in a shift over yeah. doesn't he? Oh, he does. I mean, sometimes, he also at times, I think he like, likes to be a fraud as well to the opposite team. And he looks, likes to look like he's injured. He's hobbling around a bit sometimes. And all of a sudden, he's bang, he comes to life. Because I think we saw it the other day in the second half. And there was a few of the boys near me that were going, is he injured? It looks like he's hobbling about there. I've gone, ah, he always does that. He just fakes it so that the defenders think. Next minute, he's, he's gone. Yeah, I th- I th- he's definitely fitter. You know, I think he was absolutely flogged to death last season. He's definitely yeah. fitter. You can see the way he's uh, trying to shut down the defenders and that. So, you know, they're, they're doing a really good job there. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so the game, the game I thought was on top in the first 
20, 30 minutes. It, it was it was like that. Uh, Morris had a header on the crossbar, I believe, and uh, Lockyer had a shot cleared off the line, um, which, uh, to be fair, I don't remember. But no, I, <laughs> no, I don't remember it. But it was, it was all a bit panicky because when was that goal going to come? But when the goal came, um, it's nice to see Carlton Morris get a tap in almost because he's in the right place, right time. Um, Bataro, what do you think? Because a Millwall supporter said to me the other week, you haven't got a striker that, that hunts them them sort of opportunities down, but surely Morris is that guy. Well, yeah, I mean, Morris can do everything, can't he? Let's face it. This this is the kind, this is one of the strikers, well, a striker, the kind of striker that we've needed for many of years. And I think he compliments, I think a lot of people were saying at the beginning of the season, him and Addy Bayer don't work. But I think we're starting to see they do work now. And I feel like they're two players. A lot of people say they're very alike. I don't, I don't think they are. I think they're completely different. And I feel like having Morris in the team, he'll, well, you know he does. Does everything. It, like I say, compliments both parties and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he he can do it also. He can hunt and he can score tapping. I, I think Morris is a really clever player. I think he's a complete forward. Um, and I think that may be slightly to his detriment, to be honest with you, because, you know, I think I think Elijah is playing the like, the, the main man role because maybe at this stage... That's really all he can do. And I think as a result of that, Morris is maybe played slightly out of the position that he would want to take. You know, like some of the chances, like pressing away, for example, you know, Morris wasn't in that position because Elijah was taking up the main positions. And I think because Morris is such a good all-round footballer, mm-hmm. he's almost taking up the, you know, the, the second fiddle. Yeah. But, yeah, he can definitely get all sorts Sorry, of Steve, goals. What do you mean by second fiddle? Well, I, I think that Elijah is... is is, is in the, the main striker role. So you feel like Morris is like floating in and around? <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah. I think he's almost been a little bit compromised because they want Elijah in the side and they feel that central is, is the only position. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if Morris was there, I think maybe there'd have been right. a couple more goals. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes I see it a little bit different sometimes, but I feel like... You are probably right there in like playing second fiddle, but I feel like the only thing is Morris is there. He's the main point of would you say like the into well target man as such. Well, yeah, I mean again, I think this is where Luton are being really smart because sometimes it's going up to Elijah, sometimes they are putting it uh, to to Morris, and that. So you know we we are using both of them. It's not a complete sort of compromise in that. Um, but, you know, we, we've seen Elijah score goals where Morris has got into a yeah. great position and created it with a lovely uh, crossover and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, if we're playing both of them, we are making the most And do you feel like, obviously, that confuses opposition as well, whereas, like, when they do change it up and, obviously, certain, some games, that obviously, Morris comes a bit more deeper. Yeah, 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 because I think when he comes deep, you know, normally there, there'll be a centre-half that's... Assigned to look after Drawn him, and if he's out, come yeah, deep, yeah. that 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 defender doesn't know what to go, and that's that's when you know he scored a couple a couple of long shots, maybe because of that situation. How important are Doughty and Campbell in that that move for the goal? Because the cross was parried by their goalkeeper, which is another thing. Should their goalkeeper have done better? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what actually yeah. happened for that goal? I don't. I, the defender and the goalkeeper run together. Well, the, the, there was the, um, the the shot from um, uh, Clark from from, from drama, wasn't it? And then then Clark tried to uh, get the shot in, which got blocked. And Cameron's little thing around yeah, the corner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it, it wasn't it wasn't just around the corner. You know, he, he held off a couple of people yeah. behind him. 
he then turned the angle and then he sort of put it towards the byline. So he even had the awareness to, mm-hmm. to create something for, for Doughty. It was a firm cross, but the keeper should definitely have held on to it. But, you know, Morris the poacher, yeah, yeah. Morris so, the poacher yeah, was yeah. there. Like you say, does it also, yeah. Does it but all. Now, can I say, what Alan Campbell did for that goal is absolutely beautiful to watch. Because I'll tell you what, like you say, he did hold off a couple of people mm. and it was just so clever the way he's drawn two players out at the same time there's a little outside the boot, I think, wasn't it? A little yeah. depth, little, ooh, like, oh, beautiful. And that's, I think that's what made the goal for me, but yeah. So we get to half-time 1-0, you're thinking, we can put this away now. And uh, second half comes around. And I don't know what to make of the second half. Um, I think Morris had a chance at one point, you know, that we maybe could have scored. But it was a really tough second half. Patara, you said earlier that you thought Swansea really sort of Stepped up a bit second half. Oh, massively. I mean, hey, almost like, remember last season? Was it last season, the 3 all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah I, had, uh, I had visions of that happening again, if not worse. But because at one point, I don't think we had the ball. I think maybe in five, ten minutes, I can recall us maybe touched the ball three or four times. And it was a bit like, if we don't get that ball soon, this is going to be a bit naughty for us. Because it was almost like, Every time we did get the ball and try and break, nothing was really happening, nothing was really on. I felt, for me, I felt like when Woodrow came on, he made the difference for me. That's, that's what I felt. So he got on the ball a bit more, he held the ball. It was it's a bit more, from the attacking options that we had, it's more like they had more of an intelligence. Sorry, he had more of an intelligence to play the ball, like the correct pass as such, yeah, to I keep think, hold of the ball. Yeah, I think Woodrow's got um, good, good vision. You know, mm-hmm. he does pick up you know, decent positions as, as well. I would like, to, like him to be further upfield I'm sure yeah. he would rather be as well but yeah no it, it was a difficult second half but without sort of scrambling for our lives you know like we mentioned yeah, earlier they didn't really create much did they let's face no. it they didn't Steve do you think that Edwards um, made the right chi- the right changes at the right time in the game because you know was it screaming out for the for Woodrow for Adibayo for instance or um, maybe because um <laughs> I think they were taking the ball or sort of working Elijah. I, th- I think they were doing a half decent job on him, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, that they, you know, when he would try to sort of go to the side and go around a player, they they just seemed to be able to take it off him without too many issues. So yeah, I, I think it was probably you know a, a right time uh, to do it because the ball wasn't sticking up front, so it was going through uh, back to them quite quickly. So we we actually you know, saw the game out. But there's another incident that we haven't talked about yet, and uh, that's the bust up on the sidelines. Oh, now, yeah. I have to say, uh, it, it was great to see, oh, uh, should I say great? It was uh, Russell Mine. All I can say is, what what, <laughs> what happened? Please tell me you saw everything, Batari. Uh, I didn't see, well, to be fair, I saw was, I think, Nakama, was it get pushed on the side bit? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was there, yeah, there was a pretty non-descript uh, sort of, challenge and that and I think uh, Rob Edwards immediately sort oh, of uh, shouted yeah. to appeal for something um, Swansea manager then reciprocated immediately and sort of and th- then it just erupted and the sort of guy next to my mate Keith you know he said oh, someone's thrown a punch there and of course that's he, what I'd thought yeah, I, I yeah thought then, that. then it's that's absolute chaos which is brilliant it's like going back 20 years someone <laughs> I, I see I, I didn't see all that I didn't see a punch or anything like that uh, I, I was thinking to myself like so I saw an arm flail or something whether someone got pushed and off balance I don't know but there was there was something definitely happening yeah. I think it was it Richie Kyle or who's the scouse bloke we've got the assistant he was probably in there, wasn't he? Yeah. Scouts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. But, well, no, R- was Richard Carl was yeah. sent off uh, yeah. along with, with your man from Swansea. 
Um, but, you know, does it make any difference? I don't really think so. Well, um, nah. I think the worst thing you can do to Luton is wind them up and, uh, and, and, and have an injustice. Because when we're angry, when there's an injustice, when something yeah. like that happens, the atmosphere goes up. Doesn't yeah, it? and you you see the players fed off it. It it gave us another sort of couple of yards, so that worked to our benefit fantastically. And ended in a seven point week for Luton Town, which you you can't worry about at all. It's a no. fantastic yeah a week to have those seven points. Uh, possession wise, forty two percent possession, uh, uh, sixteen shots, four on target. That's quite a lot of possession. To yeah, be fair. and fi- but fifty eight well, and yeah. ten and three on target to Swansea and uh, your favourite XG there, mm. Bataro, uh, two forty five for Luton. Yeah, Luton's. I did see this the other day. Yeah. Yeah. it's but. crazy. Uh, Mike Simmons uh, told us that Saturday's game was the first home win over Swansea since uh, two thousand and one. Oh, wow. Three 0 win with Crow Perry. Perrett, sorry, and Forbes scoring. Uh, and we're unbeaten in the league this season. I have to use the word the league this season against any Welsh teams. Done but a double over both, haven't we? Yeah. That's crazy, yeah, isn't it? Perfect. Oh, hang on a minute. No, 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 no. Oh, in the league, sorry, yeah. I said the league. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, yeah, league. I was just about to pick up on Newport then. You said the league, don't worry. <laughs> I should have pointed that out, Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's your mate? Get him off. <laughs> um, we asked you about performance focus this year. We're looking about... Um, what would you put down our current success to? Um, is the automatic promotion out of reach, or are we just are we just flirting with the playoffs? Or can we make the playoffs this season? Uh, Batari, what do you want to say? What do you want to say about can we make? Is automatic too far? Well, I mean, everyone likes to go mathematically. No, it's not. But I feel like there's like there's a few teams in and around that are doing a job at the moment. I still wouldn't write off Sheffield United. I know they're not doing what they want to do at the moment, but I mean, we <laughs> remember, yeah, you yeah. came with the can this time, Dave, it wasn't me, thank you. But no, I feel that, um, I feel like second place, I mean, I was saying this, what, two months ago, could we still get second place when we're about 12, 13, 14 points off? Everyone's going, nah, of course we can't, that's a stupid thing to say, but now everyone's asking the questions, what's the difference? Now I'm probably going to turn around and say, I don't think so, but I'd like to think so, but I feel like there are teams in and around us including Sheffield United, that are well-equipped and will stay up there. Steve, do you think it's just it's just playoffs for us this season? Yeah, at best. I mean, automatic, for me, not, not a chance. Not, not a yeah. chance. Because it's it's going to take a hell of a run of consistency. We for, have to win pretty much every game. Yeah, for, really? for whoever does it, they've got to really do it. Um, I was worried again. It seemed like a couple of defenders, they're sort of, they were sort of going injured again. I thought... Is this going to happen again? So I wonder about sort of the strength in depth, whereas, you know, you'd expect Sheffield United to have uh, more strength. So there is a chance that we won't even get into the playoffs because it's so congested. You know, two or three bad games at the wrong time and any any of the teams are are done for. So it's, it's precarious for so many teams. That's the thing, like, even like now, obviously, we're looking, we like to look up, obviously, as, you know, positive football fans, but I'm looking at the table, and I'm looking down to about 13th place, and it's still on for those teams to get playoffs yeah. still. So, so, looking down at 13th, you probably still didn't see QPR anywhere, did you? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And that's why, we've got, <laughs> so good. that's why we've got you on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what can we attribute our success to? What, what, what? 
what is it down to? Uh, number one is the recruitment. Yeah. You know, for, for the last X amount of years, it's not just been the, the player. Is the player good enough? It is what is the character of the player? And I think we'll come on to John Steele maybe a bit later on. We got promoted out of the conference because... He didn't just bring in the right players. He brought in strong people mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronnie and McNulty, people like that. Uh, Guttridge, you know, real hard professional, hard people. They weren't worried about a bad atmosphere. And I think this, that has carried on all the way through. The recruitment looks at the character of the person as well as their their quality. And that <coughs> is the number one reason why we're doing so well. 100%. Yeah, of course. That's the thing about Luton. Obviously, everyone looks at Luton. Obviously, everything you hear by the pundits on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever, it's always ah oh, the way Luton are run. They're a fantastic club. You know, there's no bad egg in there. You always hear the same things. And obviously, Luton, the board, they like to also make it a statement that we do things by the book. We do things correctly, Finan- not, financially correctly yes, as yeah, well. F- yeah. yeah, this is it. Everything, everything within the football club is stable, very, very stable. Whereas a lot of teams haven't got that. They like to throw money because they've got money, which I'm not saying if we had money, we'd do, this, we'd do it completely differently. But I feel like we there's such a, obviously from what happened, how many, how many years ago it was, when we nearly went bust and whatever else, I feel like since then, everything has been done structurally very, very well. I, I think it's a more of a level <coughs> playing field financially be, because we've done so well over the years and we've slowly built it up. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the... Uh, so-called bigger clubs they're struggling because they've thrown the cash at yes, it and they've they failed yeah. and, and now they're absolutely skin well, it's so fair plays and that come yeah. into it as well yeah, yeah of course would you rather um, have a club run like 2020 is running the club or would you rather have some rich benefactor come along nah, and take way. us to the Premier League? Nah, not a chance. No, I'll have it the way we've yes. got it every single day. You know, you, you remember what, what we've been through. You know, I remember we went uh, to Notts County first game of the season donkey years ago and it was only like six hours before that that we knew that Luton was still in existence. You know, so there's absolutely no way I want a, a rich benefactor because I think a lot of the time, you know... Um, Watford or whatever, you know, if you've suddenly got this massive influx of money and then all these new players come in, you know, do the do the fans sort of relate to them? Do they associate? And whereas yeah. we've got this general sort of uh, slower sort of progress and everything just see, everything that happens is Luton. Pataro, what are you looking forward to the most going forward with Luton Town? Are, are, we, are we still dreaming about a power court? Yeah, of course we're still dreaming about a new stadium, whatever else. But I think the thing is with Luton, I think the most exciting thing is the fact that we don't know that we don't know what's going to happen. But all we know is it's going to be good. It's all we know. Oh, and the future's bright. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to finish that. But yeah. <laughs> so David. <laughs> we asked you if I can get through this without coughing. Um, which the answer was no. Um, <laughs> thanks so much. Would you put our current? What do you put? We asked you what would you put our current success down to, and is the automatic promotion position out of reach? Paul says credit for club, uh, credit for current success has to go down to the ownership. Big factor is the recruitment process at the club, one of the best in the country, in my opinion. Uh, automatic is unlikely, but possible. Not losing to Sheffield, Sheffield United on Saturday will be key. Uh, Neville togetherness. It's the it's the similar to when Jones left the first time, in my opinion. Ezra's had to come in and has the same defences issues, but we look a bit more attacking and the leash is off. 
really buying into his no more little Luton talk too. Yeah. I think Automatic might be out of reach, but the playoffs are definite. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rob Edwards is absolutely bang on with that, to be honest with you. You know, we've got to stop thinking, oh, we're doing yeah. so well. You know, that was more of a, you know, Graham Jones era. Um, so, and I like the, we're, we're starting to play football more under Rob Edwards. I mean, the the goal that we got the the other night is like the Campbell was involved like seven times on it and it was like I don't know 18 19 passes yeah that, oh, that really? would wow. that would, wouldn't have happened under, under Nathan I think we were going more yeah. direct so no really delighted Steve is this you next I'm I'm not prepared to say at this point <laughs> Steve says success has to be down to recruitment lots of outsiders reckoned uh, that when NJ left again it was the end of our success but like the first time this group kicked on Realistically, autos will be difficult. Even if Sheffield United lost midweek and we beat them, we'd only be four behind. But the likelihood is Borough and Blackburn will yeah. be between us and we'll have tougher games left. It's not even just Borough and Blackburn as well. You've got <laughs> other teams behind us. You've, I mean, I Norwich. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, I'm not looking... I'm not really a team I'm looking at, but they can still do it. They've got quality of play. I know what you're saying, but... Can I say how disappointed I am about how West Brom played at our place? Because since then... Away from home, they've just fallen off off the planet, haven't they? Yeah, they're yeah. about nine points behind us, aren't they? Yeah, that really disappointed me because they were they were good that day. It's not fair. James says it's hard to say. I want to say that we're just a brilliant team with a brilliant manager, and is it as simple as that? But the part of me that grew up watching us play Hyde, Braintree, and Greys makes me think that it can't be it. Part of it is obviously just momentum and this odd solid. Uh, solidity. What's that? What's solidity. That so thank you. Solidity. That we. Ah, oh, just sound like Luke step now. down. Okay. It runs in the family. Don't worry, people. This one. What was that word again? Solidity. That we've we've got over the years. Be interesting to know if people are starting to think of us as they did Brentford. The rise isn't too dissimilar. Now, I often say that. Um, if you look at Brentford. Um, and how they went from Griffin Park to where they are now and how they were building. And, you know, they had a couple of seasons where they were just on it. And then they they lost out big time and then they won the playoffs. Mm. Why can't that be Luton Town? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's a, we've got that hurdle of the bloody playoff hoodoo to get over, haven't we? Yeah. And you think if we get in there, it's going to be against three um, other bigger clubs. But why not? Someone's got to win it. Why not us? Do you know what? I'd love to see us in the Premier League as well with Kenworth Road. Do you know why? You see all these, all these like Man United, Liverpool fans, Newcastle crying about what they've got, the, the atmosphere, or sorry, not the atmosphere, the facilities. The facilities, yeah. yeah hey, the quality of facility that they've what got. What you're forgetting is that Newcastle fans and Liverpool fans and Man United fans and Chelsea before. fans yeah, have ago. all done it before. Yeah, but what we're saying, David, the new type of football fan, because you look at these people now, like these, you know, they're all quite a lot of privilege. I'm not saying all fans are the same, but you get a lot of them slate and looting, oh, who would ever go there? What a shite and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But well, there was, there was a Burnley fan that tweeted his disgust yes. at the stadium yeah. and <laughs> he, he, he got rinsed by everyone, including yeah, yeah. Um, Burnley fans as well. So, yeah, that's good. So remember that uh, we're talking about... Uh, what would put our current success down and can we get to automatic promotion? Aaron says, I would put it down to being far better record away than being at home. And also Rob was picking up from where Nathan Jones left off. I mean, I think, you know, it's fairly... I feel like we'd be... You say, obviously, yeah, Ed was picking up from when Nathan Jones left off as well. But I think, yeah, he done got some good results. He got us up the table, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like the football now is different. 
It's more patient, it's, more patient, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit different to what we've been seeing. I'm not saying that Nathan Jones' tactics, whatever, was was irrelevant or not as good or whatever. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, it's a bit more on the front foot now. It's a bit more, let's say, patient, <laughs> and we can control teams. I've seen us control teams in the past three months that I thought we couldn't control yeah. in recent years. I thought like, ah, that the quality of play that they've got is, you know, but now we're doing it. We're, we're competing with some of the best in the division, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. Finally, Barney says success is down to recruitment and togetherness. Plus a manager who gets the club. Uh, automatic will be tough, but still possible. Control the controllables, as a wise man, man once said. Anything could happen. Oh, John Steele, what a man, though. Seriously. I was a bit gutted last week I couldn't make it. Didn't you talk about him? Well, let's talk about John Steele, because he came onto the pitch on, on uh, the weekend, and he got a rousing reception. Steve, mm. you know, he was he was the man that brought us back into this Football League. Yeah, no, just brilliant. Um, as I said, the players that he brought in meant that he could sort of d- deliver that for us. And I remember, because we, we were hunting Cambridge down, they were quite a long way clear, weren't they? Maybe nine or 11 points yeah, at one about, stage. Yeah, and I remember we had a home game and all round the ground, you know, you could we were chanting, Cambridge United, we're coming for you. And, you know, I think they commented on the uh, non-league newspaper. It was in their report. Um, that belief that was growing and growing and growing. Um, and I think uh, the incident with uh, Ronnie Henry, with that spat with the fan, in a way, I think that also flushed out some of the poison that was around in the stands because, you know, that got sorted and there just seemed to be more togetherness. And, yeah, John still, you know, he, he you know, wasn't too high, wasn't too low, but he just let them go out and do their job. And I just thought, brilliant. I, but I knew he was going to say... Cambridge away for when when he felt it because you could see the yeah, way yeah, the way he celebrated yeah. after the game. You know, yeah. I said to the lad, I "said Look at that, he reckons we've done it." Cambridge away was as amazing, amazing day. That was a night before I passed my driving test. That was. Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. that well. Yeah, how you do? <laughs> and, and, and the public highway has never been the same <laughs> since. Yeah. No, I mean, all right. Don't worry about that. That's some miles, that mate. So, um, final word on John Steele from you, Pataro. Um I love him. There you go. That's it. I mean, at the time, God, sorry, Dave, you finished the question first. God, no, no, I'm, you carry I'm getting on. a bit carry carried on. away here. No, no, because like you say, he was, like you say, he had, it was almost the guy for that division, he was the guy with the contacts. He knew the players, he knew, obviously, I'm, everyone always says, oh, they know the football you have to play in that league. That, that's not, I don't think that's such, but I feel like he had, like you say, the gut ridges of the world, the, uh, Ronnie Henry's. I mean, who else was he? Andre Gray coming out of it, but the yeah. team he put together for that division, and you look at like your Fleetwoods and your Newports, the teams that run away with it in certain other like years and whatever else. I feel like our team back then. I was looking at certain players going, they could play two leagues higher, and they they were. But yeah, I mean, John Steele, he was he was the guy with the contacts in that division. He knew what needed to be done. He wasn't stupid. He brought in players that were experienced and that had done the job before. There was players that playing for us that were. A division or two above than what they were playing then, and I know a lot of people like sat there and go, you know, oh, looting must spend because a lot of time you could hear it at the time, and there was people saying, "Oh yeah, have we spent money getting these?" Half of them were free agents. I mean, do you remember his interviews though before the games? You know, he was humble, he was respectful, but mm-hmm. you know, you just believed every single thing that he said. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you felt comfortable that the club was in his hands. You know, there was. I think the fans just had that level of trust, and and I think once the poison had been taken away from from the fans, 
I just think it became an unstoppable mm-hmm. uh, juggernaut at that level. I mean, how many how many games unbeaten did we go that season? Do you remember? Uh, 26, 27, something like that. Something yeah. like that. It was similar to the League One, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days. Um, <laughs> well. we, we have a tough next five fixtures coming up. Mm. Um, Sheffield United away, Bristol City home, Sunderland away, then the team that can't be named at home. And then Millwall. They, they are really, really tough fixtures. What are we expecting from those? Eight points. Eight? Yeah. Is eight enough? Well, it's... Well, look, that's, that's got... I'm going to just mark that one. That's got to be three points. Yeah, yeah. Those is three points. Bristol City, are, are, I reckon, three points. Uh, and draws at Sunderland and Millwall. Mm. So you're saying, you know, um, we're not going to beat Sheffield United? You are indeed correct in your assumption. <laughs> but Tara, what's your thoughts? Uh, I don't, like I, I don't think eight really points is a bad haul out of that run no, of, run of uh, fixtures. Uh, I don't know. I just like to go on an average, and that's all right. Go on an average. So, what, point. five games? Mm, oh, 15 points. 15 points. Oof. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd probably take eight. You'll take that. eight? Yeah, I'll take eight out. There you go. I'll average. take eight. Um, yeah. It's getting to that, that business end of the season. Let's hope that... Luton Town can push on and, you know, give us the excitement we had last season. And if we don't make the playoffs, do you know what? It's been a heck of a season again, but it's all there to be played for. Um, leave your comments beho- on, on, uh, below on the video if we manage to get it up on the time. They <laughs> <laughs> can't charge a battery up, don't worry about no, it. No, <laughs> I can't. Um, but hopefully uh, on YouTube you've, you've been watching and you've seen most of this. Uh, leave us your comments below. Can Luton Town make the automatics or... Will we will we make the playoffs? Are we just going to finish a little bit below? Um, Steve Bataro, thanks for coming in. Uh, Luke, I don't know if he's back next week. We'll find out. Uh, but we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Take care. Pleasure.